welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? It's going pretty good. Anything exciting to report this week? Nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, we live such exciting lives that it's hard <laughs> to pick out just one thing. Um, so the cocktail of the week is the rum old-fashioned. It's an old-fashioned, but with rum instead of bourbon. Everything here is with rum. We drink a lot of rum down here, and uh, we've talked about before that the Key West first legal rum distillery makes this great rum called Raw and Unfiltered, which is really in the direction of bourbon, but rum. And I tried an old-fashioned with it, which is basically just like sugar and some bitters and then the rum, ice cube, put a little orange and a cherry in there. It's really good, and it works great with that rum. I mean can't really go wrong with like you know what else works well with that rum hmm. you shoot it into chocolate yes well we've talked about the chocolates <laughs> before squeeze it into a chocolate crunchy thing and it's even more delicious delish yeah uh so yeah that's cocktail of the week uh dog check-in how's queso queso <laughs> <laughs> is awesome i do have a t-shirt now that says queso is awesome it's a cool t-shirt it's like tie-dyed it's good and it you know green people who don't know me think it's i just like you know Mexican food. That's Which okay. Which you also do. Yeah. You know, it works on many levels. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, saves me some trouble for having to repeat it all the time. Case, I still aspire to get a picture of you with queso while you are wearing the queso is awesome. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could pose. I guess I could pose, but it hasn't happened organically, I guess. She's, uh, queso is tired. Like yeah. she's happy and having a good time down here, but she's sleeping a lot more. Because when she goes out, instead of like, two minutes she's out there for like 20 minutes at a time because she's going all the way the peri- around the perimeter she checks for little birds in the bushes <laughs> she's she's i've seen her go into the water with her feet and sniffle around there and yeah. just checking stuff out she's very interested in everything yes when she's outside she's moving around but like yesterday she literally like she slept all day yeah and for like 12 hours i had to go out she was laying on the porch and i was like are you alive still queso and i'm like well you're breathing that's good uh, she slept all day today. She was a little perkier. Yeah, but she's eating a lot. She's like, yeah, no signs of anything being wrong, but she, uh, you know, she's like a hundred years old. Yeah. So she's, uh, we have her on that brain food now though. So she should be getting smarter. Yeah. We started swizzle had come on this Purina bright mind dog food, which is supposed to help brain function. And it's called uh, the flowers for Algernon food. No, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but somebody else had recommended it. And so I was like, all right, well, like, you know, queso has definitely, you know, had some cognitive decline, let's say. Uh, and Jasmine maybe has had a little, but it's hard to tell, like, what's the, just the vestibular syndrome and what's, you know, old age and what's whatever else. So they're still like, all smarter than Bankman. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they all started on the brain food and then. Right now we have a, a difficult situation because we have three different types of food, which is unacceptable. We can only fit two bins. Five in. dogs, three foods. Yeah. Oh. So we're in the process of slowly moving everyone over to a half and half mix of the bri- the brain food and a hip and like a joint supplement food. If you don't have dogs, you may not realize that you can't just change dogs' food 
overnight. Yes, their uh, their insides get very upset if you just suddenly change their foods. Blew. They yeah. reject them. And Hopper especially, like we had when we had had her at the vet for the arthritis, he had suggested that we put her on this joint food, uh, which is a great idea. And she has an extremely sensitive system. Like you really have to be careful switching her between foods. So we've been kind of over the course of the week, like inching in the new food and like cutting back the old food, but she was on the diet food. So we're inching in the hip food and then we're going to have to inch in the brain food in place of the diet food. Uh, so most of the dogs are going to be on half brain, half joint. (laughs) And then Vink is going to be on diet. Yeah. Though she's quite svelte now. We don't have a dog scale here, but she really is looking the way she's supposed to look. She doesn't look, unfortunately, chubby anymore. The camera angle has gotten better. (laughs) That's right. There are still some unfortunate angles, but they really are just unfortunate angles. Uh, And she's looking quite slim. I think swimming around helps, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's more active. And so as of tonight, she has been upgraded to maintenance weight rations instead of weight loss rations. Thank you can be skinny or smart. You can have brain food or diet food. <laughs> That's not food. true. When she was fat, she wasn't any smarter. <laughs> the two are not connected. Uh, it's true. But we didn't have them on the brains, the super brain food. Oh, I guess that's true. She She's going to be Einstein. I don't think the brain food does that. I, I don't think it just makes you smarter. Oh, I think she's going to be doing like goodwill hunting stuff on the on the blackboard. That's not what that does. She's going to figure out all the calculus. No, no, that's not what that does. Really? I'm disappointed. <laughs> so, I'm, disapp- uh, <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> so that's Queso and Vank. Everybody else is doing pretty good. Uh, Swizzle still, she's gotten a lot better. And it's only been like six weeks, but she still attacks food like it's her last meal. Yeah, I caught her with her head in the bag of the joint food today because we can't we only have room for two bins <laughs> and so we're, i'm waiting till the switchover happens to mix them and uh so there's just a bag of the joint food and she had snuck in yeah. there and like jammed her head in and pulled some and the out. poor girl i mean she she was right i mean so for many years i yeah, think for sure. every meal was her last one for weeks and weeks so yeah can't blame her and she's a she's generally so sweet She's wonderful, and her barking has gotten better. I mean, she's much more vocal than the other dogs, but, like, she's not, like, we have to lock her in the office to eat. She's not barking in there. Quote, unquote, lock, because when she wants to come out, she just sticks her nose she through the door. <laughs> she can escape, out. but she's not barking like she used to. Right, uh, right. So it's, she's settling in, and she's, she's just super in. sweet and wonderful. She f- totally is, like, happy here. She's like, cool, this is where I belong. Yeah. It's we, all good. We think she's deaf as a post. Yeah, she can hear other dogs bark. She can see Vank bark. <laughs> We're not. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, She's a very good looker. She sees. She like sees great. Something in the distance. She'll and, see a boat like a mile and a half away and, and start barking and at reacts. It. Yeah. Yeah. But if but we what I walked up to her behind her and just clapped my hands and just like nothing. Nothing. So no. it's, it's very limited or only one frequency or yeah. something. Only the Vankian bark frequency. Yeah, I mean her and Jasmine. Like Jasmine can hear Vink bark. She can't really hear much else. If you yell her name really loud, she responds, but yeah. that's about it. Um, but it's old dogs. Jasmine's more pushable. Swizzle can't, yeah. you can't really push because she's just like, I, I have on my own mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's doing good. Jasmine's doing good. Hops is like, man. So she just goes in the water. Like she pesters you to open the door. And then she goes out and she stands in the water. She'll stand out there for an hour. Like, like to her chest, but not t- 
totally she's not floating she's up right. she's standing on the ledge yeah. yeah yeah and i think she watches the fish i i believe you I my think parents that's a good had a theory. dog that did this like they have a pond in their backyard and he would just stand out there and watch the fish and occasionally he'd pick up one pond put it back down that was his attempt to catch a fish <laughs> just like or let the fish through <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's what she does there's a ton of fish like we got schools of fish and stuff yeah they're little they're they're nothing well kind of, well oh. the big excitement today is that dear dad and i were sitting out on the back porch and looking down hopper was with us though she was upstairs but there was a black tip reef shark swimming our shoreline yeah it was cool like right up to the edge like there's a we talk about it there's like a a shallowish part that's probably two feet deep three feet deep yeah and it goes out like 12 feet 20 15 feet yeah maybe and then it drops off into like a a kind of dredged out canal so people can take their boats past and uh there but this reef shark was in the shallow part oh, I mean, yeah. it, it swam over the deep part into the shallow part and was like patrolling the shore it was yeah. probably a three foot shark it wasn't huge it was very cool uh yeah i've got no worries about hops out there like it hops would be like oh interesting a big fish and the fish would be like huh look at that thing standing there look at that yeah. fluffy coral <laughs> yeah hops would not go after the shark and the shark would not go after hops so. no it wasn't That's that funny. big a shark it wasn't jaws shark no i mean like three feet right yeah, everything yeah. underwater looks bigger, so yeah. it may have, it looked like five feet from up here. <laughs> That's from, right. Yeah, but porch. I'm I'm trying to scale down. There was yeah. there was a barracuda. It was chasing. We've got a little barracuda that lives by our. It was kind of half-heartedly chasing. I think the barracuda Gently was chasing. like, yeah. I could go faster if I wanted to, and the shark's like, I know you can go faster. I'm not going to expend too much energy either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Hops missed all of that drama. She was upstairs with us. But yeah. yeah, she just stands out there. Looks around. She's not rock obsessed anymore which is a good thing the rock is now underwater all the time her initial well, rock yeah there's a new rock but there's a new rock she's kind of she barked at that for a couple of days and is yeah done with it yeah i like to think that they've developed a good relationship and understanding and doesn't have to be as passionate hops is like i know you're still going to be there tomorrow for me rock. yeah that's right and the rock's like stop barking at me <laughs> oh you can bark at me but stop chewing on me yeah that's true that was disturbing yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody's doing good. Hops does not like the cutout. Yes. Yeah, so this is the the big kind of activity in the house of the week is that we got a, I I thought a life size cardboard cutout of ink it is bigger than Vink. Like tw- it's like it's one like, and a half times life size. Yeah. It's, that's about right. It's a three foot tall cardboard cutout of Vink in her little sweatband with. Uh, on her head and uh it's got like a little fold-out thing in the back to stand up it is like 80s workout bank yeah it's awesome and uh and so it's in the office right now and it it was here for a day before hops even noticed it <laughs> it's just sitting in a corner yeah it's, i mean it's you know propped up and looking around yeah and uh and then hops saw it and she was like and like freaked out like barking at the thing and then all other except for casey all the other dogs joined in there and they don't even know what they're looking at looking different directions barking barking. like looking backwards and then i'd go like pick up the cardboard bank and i'd kind of just i wouldn't like shove it at her i just slowly move towards menacing her you were just mm, here i'm gonna bring you a little bit closer and hops was like fuck no (laughs) (laughs) and like ran away barked some more and so finally then i would like fold the little stand part in and lay it flat and then she'd come up and sniff it and was like what the hell is this thing (laughs) but like for several days had been doing this and then 
uh, took so, it one step further. Someone on Twitter was like, you should put the cardboard cutout of ink on the Roomba. And I was like, this is the best friggin' idea I have ever heard. Uh, I would have done it right away, except it was nighttime. And I'm like, we need this like in like daytime with like good lighting. And so this morning, like first thing I'm, dear dad's like, should we give him breakfast? And I'm like, no man, I have something to do first. Hey, let me get this duct tape. <laughs> yeah, I got the, got the Roomba out. We have got like a fake Roomba here, which I don't recommend. It, it does not suck, which is, bad for a vacuum no it's like chinese it's like a roomby a rumby it's terrible <laughs> it's a rumby it's not quite a roomba it's it's worthless it's an i-rebot <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah it's worthless but uh so it was like just in the closet with the battery dead so it charged up last night yeah and like taped cardboard cutout vink to it i think Kazel might need to go out there well all right hang on okay so right. uh thanks for letting everybody out Yes, the so vertical I, living here, we gotta, that's more of an adventure. It is quite an effort compared to Silver Spring. Uh, so I believe we left off with taping cardboard vink to the Roomba, which is a great <laughs> this idea. Is the best idea ever. So uh, I unleashed that this morning before breakfast, and uh, it was awesome. So the video edited together shows all of the highlights. It fell off a whole bunch. So it There's could, a bunch of behind the scenes of frustrating failure yeah i mean i i kind of taped it on but you know it wasn't like a super hardcore effort to get it taped on and so and the roomba the platform mobility thing just keeps stopping all the time and this roomba is stupid and dumb and so it like (laughs) just keeps looking for something to run into and then at some point it got like super confused and uh it was like run backing up and then turn it back up and turn back up and turn and then i don't know how i got that to stop and uh it'd be like oh i'm gonna go straight and then like suddenly for no reason would just like turn and then i'd have to like put my foot in front of it to make it turn around so it was not a normal it's not we haven't proper roomba in silver spring which is great I have followed drivers like that on the on the streets (laughs) so maybe it's just replicating traffic uh it was not as disturbing as I expected, though Hobbs did run away from it a couple times. She was kind of like, what the fuck Yeah, is it this? didn't go in her direction long enough to really terrify her. But yeah. I, there was a couple times when the room was coming straight at you, it's terrifying because the thing's got kind of dead eyes. And, it's, <laughs> and if the light hits the eyes right, they kind of glow. They're a little reflective. They're reflective. Yeah. Like, it's very, it's a bit disturbing. It's good. It's good. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we didn't want to actually scare the dogs, just kind of mess around a little bit. And they mm, were relatively unpleased. some excitement. Yeah. yeah um, not yeah. by Vink because she's like, that's me. It doesn't matter. She's like, oh, it's me. It me. I'm in two places. Cool. Uh, so yeah, that was a fun time. That cardboard cutout is paying for itself. Oh yeah. In entertainment awesome. for sure. Uh, that's the one I ordered. <laughs> yeah, that was a good purchase. Um, so yeah so that's uh that's pretty much the dog updates um yeah they're all doing well yeah everybody's doing good no emergencies no problems nobody's caught anything recently or not caught anything yeah no hops it kind of looks around sometimes at some fish and it's all good uh so let's let's do our conch life our taste of the keys uh, we have a sort of crazy one for this week that just came out in today's conclave. We're recording on Wednesday, the day before we dropped the podcast. Is it stabby or bitey? Uh, it's stabby. Oh, this okay. one well, is stabby. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't remember any biting. Uh, a 47-year-old marathon woman was arrested Wednesday night for hitting a woman and cutting her neck with a knife. So <laughs> that's never good. 
The, but then the next sentence is, the cut was not deep and no serious injuries were reported in the 11 p.m. incident. So Jennifer, who is the knife haver, was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and battery. And uh, so, yeah, the deputies responded. They found the victim at the scene. She had injuries to her neck and hand, and she was treated at the scene. She was in her residence. The victim was in her house. She heard stuff being thrown around outside. So she opened the door. She sees Jennifer, who's, it says, who is known to her as her neighbor, which I think means is her neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> throw a lantern on the ground. She One stated, of her lanterns, presumably. Mm-hmm. She, so she, the victim, walked outside, and Jennifer punched her in the head and then held a knife to her throat, mm. which cut her on the neck. So she didn't actually try to cut her throat, but I think just holding the knife there kind of gave her a little cut. It apparently wasn't serious. What's she holding it there for then? Yeah. This, is, this is not a good plan. She stated she attempted to pull the knife away and cut her finger. So the victim is trying to like grab at the knife and of course cut your finger because better to get your fingers cut up than to get your throat cut. Yes. Uh, but yeah. wouldn't it be nice to have neither? It, it would. Jennifer, who has the knife... Stated that she threw the victim to the ground. I love confessions. Yeah. But this is interesting. No knife was found. Clearly there was a knife because there's like knife cuts on the victim's neck and her fingers. No kidding. No one could find the knife. So I could have thrown it in the water, I guess. Uh, one of the... Where sar- was this? in the Marathon. East? Marathon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marathon is, pro- is one of the most populated keys. Also one of the longest cities. It, it is a big, long, like 10, 15 mile island. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of the, it's considered the middle keys. And once you leave Marathon on the seven mile bridge into the lower keys, there's not a whole heck of a lot until Key West. That's the part we live in. That no whole heck of a, not a lot part. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In fact, uh, they've, there was some study where half our island is going to be underwater and they're the road's going to flood all the time. That's not true. You're sharing incorrect facts here, dear dad. Fair enough. There's there's a road that maybe in 40 years won't be able to not get flooded when the king tides come in in the fall. It's not the same as half our island being underwater. Dear dad's rolling his eyes because I well, like, shot down his bad recitation. I think geometrically, of, that road is... Oh extends God. over All half right. the length of Sugar Boulevard. You're distracting from my story here. Sorry. Okay. Uh, all right. So they couldn't find the knife. They found blood. Uh, and cuts. So Sergeant Quintero, who was on the scene, viewed a text message on a witness's phone in which Jennifer, the knife haver, said she was going over to the victim's house to beat her up. What caused issues between the two women was not immediately clear. The text oh, message was sent to the witness. Hang on. I misread that sentence. It says, what caused issues between the two women was immediately clear. Dun, dun, dun. It doesn't say what it was, though. I'm guessing they meant not immediately clear. Oh. <laughs> they just left off the not, which is like an extremely important small word. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm now waiting for the immediately clear yeah. things. And it was? We don't know. <sighs> uh, I think it was not immediately clear, but Jennifer the Knife ever was taken to jail. Okay, the, all right person who wrote this police report not the best novelist well i think that could just be a typo on the part of conk life editor oh maybe i think they just accidentally forgot the knot 
yeah maybe so uh anyway that's that is extreme drama for the keys we don't have <sighs> knives held to throats around here like that's pretty rare no that is bad yeah um so yeah that's taste of the keys but there's yeah there's the, the point is that there's a lot of people in marathon they have a mcdonald's there's there's yes. 50 miles between mcdonald's this year there's a mcdonald's in key west there's one yeah and then the next mcdonald's is in marathon they have a home depot too right they do. They have a Home Depot. Key West has a Home Depot and Marathon does. So Key West is like essentially mile marker zero. Marathon's like mile marker 55 is sort of the middle of it. And so you have to go basically 55 miles from Key West in order to find another McDonald's. And there's no Lowe's. There's no like... There's nothing. Other home no. decorating place or construction place. It's the Home Depot. It's. I mean, it's interesting like coming from D.C. where it's like... You know, if I'm home and I'm like, man, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to cook dinner. Yeah. Let's go to Grubhub or DoorDash or whatever. And there's like 700 restaurants I can order from. You go to them here, zero. You can't get a pizza delivered to our house. No. There's no pizza delivery. There's no f any delivery of any food at all. You can go get it, but it'll be 20 minutes. You, yeah, go you gotta go minutes. drive well. to go get it. And there's not that many places you can drive from here to go uh, get it. DC, like, it's like, which Ikea do we go to? You know, here it's like, <laughs> what <laughs> i mean the ikea is 150 miles away like up on the mainland yeah, yeah. uh it, i mean it's good but it sure is different than being in the middle of everything yeah so marathon big activity because i bet you can get a domino's pizza they have a pizza hut in marathon and a home depot and a mcdonald's yeah. but it's so long that it might be if you're at the wrong end of marathon you still have to go 20 minutes yeah no it's for sure it's a drive yeah yeah so anyway that's taste of the keys uh dear dad you have a german word of the week for us uh i don't know if i've done this before because we've been doing this podcast for years now adventskranz you have not done that one that's nice advent wreath wreath in germany you, you know you're very it's very they're very serious about the christmas season it's it's four we Sundays. Catholics do Advent wreaths also. It's four Sundays, and almost every German family, I think Lutherans too, Protestants too, do the Advent's wreath, and every Sunday you light one more candle. Yep. And then some some of the new fancier wreaths have a fifth candle in the middle for Christmas, then you light all five candles on oh. Christmas Eve. Wow. You know, so you have more candles. More but you candle use power. red candles in your Advent wreaths. Well, yeah, right? big fat red ones. So we Catholics have advent wreaths also but we have three purple candles and one pink one in the advent wreaths hmm. and i think the pink one is the third week i don't remember i'm sorry i'm not Grandma. aware of these doctrinal <laughs> distinctions between colors no ours are all i mean the ones i grew up yeah. with right there they're nice wreaths they're like real yeah. um pine needles yep. pine cones and stuff but they lay flat on the table you don't hang them on the wall correct yeah because candles the, on, hanging on the wall bed. Yeah. yeah. And then you jam the candles. Well, that's how our Christmas trees are. Uh, lighted candles in a Christmas tree. That's stupid. Well. No. That's stupid. You're going to burn your house down. There are stupid regular Christmas tree fires. You're supposed to have a bucket of water next to it. Yes. That's, do they still do that? I mean, you're old. Is this something that like maybe the country has outgrown since your childhood? I wouldn't say the country has outgrown anything. It's nice <laughs> to have a real Christmas tree. I'm not talking about the real Christmas tree. I'm talking about the flames on the dead tree. The open flame on the dead tree is what I'm worried about. Get a real tree, put some like LED lights on that. We also don't decorate it three weeks before, right? You decorate it on Christmas Eve. You're still putting open flames on a dead tree. Well, you just got to space them right. 
It's a very, you know, you got to be a little <laughs> bit careful. Are you sure? All right. I would like our people currently living in Germany to please message us at the Golden Ratio 4 <laughs> on your favorite social platform and tell us if your family is still using open flames on your Christmas trees in your houses. Because that would be impressive. Or I would be so impressed. If this is a throwback to the 19... 19- when Jer Dad was a kid and Germany was still emerging from the tatters of World War II. It's not that bad. <laughs> not quite that old. <laughs> You're not that old. Uh, Although I do remember my grandmother heating with uh, coal. Coal. Brick, like bricks of black stone coal. Uh, like high... Density coal. That's terrible. We had to, I went down to the basement and got coal sometimes. You're old. Yeah, she she had a stove <laughs> where she had like the range on top was, and she'd have coal burning all the time. It's mm. it's a very distinctive smell. It throws mm-hmm. me back sometimes when I smell it. Interesting. Yeah. Don't don't burn coal in your stoves. I mean, unless like you really have no other choice. It was after the war. Don't. It was way after the war. Yeah, all right. I make fun of your dad the for being old, but he's not anywhere near that old. My grandmother. It was my grandma. Yeah. And uh, don't put open flames on your Christmas tree. Don't listen to your dad. Do not put fire anywhere near your Christmas tree, whether it is real or fake. Indoor or outdoor, keep the flames away from the trees. It's magical. That That's cool. Fire Have you seen, is magical. It's plasma. <laughs> Have you seen a Christmas tree fully engulfed in flames before? No, we were. We, I totally it's have. never happened in my lifetime, and we've had Christmas trees lots of times. Oh my God! All right, don't do that. It was also before YouTube, so we couldn't look at the Christmas yeah. trees burning. So fair enough. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up here, dear Dad? Um, no, okay. no, I got nothing. Well, until next week, don't butt anyone unless they ask you to. Even then, well, don't use a knife too. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>